0: All right. In three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, September 28th, I believe. Yep. Exactly. Got that correct. Good job. <laughs> Off to the races. Um, welcome to the first episode of the Easy Sports Podcast. This is- So exciting. Very exciting. I, yeah, I'm a little nervous, won't lie, but yeah. I'm pretty excited to get going.
1: You look exhausted. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's been a hectic 24 hours.
1: So, so <laughs> you, wanna, um, you just want to take me through Yeah, that.
0: <laughs> Yeah, we can step into that for a second. So, Thursday, finished class, mm-hmm. you know, and then had to drive from here in Lawrence out to Columbia, Missouri.
1: That's a good three, three and a half hours. That's uh, like two and a half. Oh, it's not come bad. on. Yeah, no, no it's not
0: I... that bad. Yeah. So, two and a half, head out there, go to a date party, stay up. Basically all night. Mm-hmm. Got to bed at three. Good call
1: having a date party on a Thursday evening.
0: <laughs> I, you know, that wasn't my call to make. I know. I'm but... just
1: saying in general Greek life. Yeah. Thursday evening date party.
0: They're actually, I think they're some of the most fun. But that's just me. Um. <laughs> personal preference, right. I guess. But got to bed at like three thirty this morning.
1: Oh my god.
0: Then had to wake up at like six this is already stressing me out right (laughs) and drive back here i barely made it here in time i got here probably you saw me run in i got here five minutes before we started recording so my suitcase (laughs) and stuff is still in the car i haven't unpacked anything i never went home you know so
1: well fair enough when you get three hours of sleep you don't exactly want to go all the way back to your place
0: yeah so we'll see what kind of mental capacity i have today so yeah it'll be good (laughs) um We got a lot of good stuff for you guys today. Uh, We're going to, since we're a few weeks into the season, we're going to talk about the most overrated teams for college football coming into this season. Uh, We're also going to talk about the most underrated. Uh, We're going to talk about the worst team in each conference, so a lot of college football today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Then we got a couple segments for you guys, some pretty cool stuff that uh, we found online and just stuff we found interesting and wanted to share. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of the NFL because... It's also that time of year. It is fall, so it's full football season. If you and then, turn on
1: the TV right now, it's football, football, football.
0: Right. Of course. Well, what else? What else would there be? You know.
1: I mean, the MLB postseason starts in a few weeks, but zero people care about that. <laughs> I
0: don't. I don't know that that's true. I actually love the MLB postseason, so I'm really excited for it to get going.
1: Well, and you know me, I love the MLB in general, so right. I am stoked for the postseason. Oh yeah. I have so much to talk about with that
0: yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty cool postseason. so we're gonna talk some MLB uh, later on in the show. but thank you for tuning in. I guess let's just hop right into it for sure. We'll start with our most overrated college football team coming into this season. We mm. each pick two. You have some good picks, some ones you're excited about and yes. I think I do too. So
1: for sure you do. You want to start off? Yeah, absolutely. So my first pick for overrated team is Miami. They're ranked 16th overall, four and one. So I feel I feel weird about Miami right now. I have mixed feelings because yes, they are four and one. However, their wins are against Savannah State, Toledo and Florida International and UNC. So not a ton of competition in there and they lost to LSU 33 to 17 and this was painful. <laughs> Going into the fourth quarter, it was 33-3. to three, Yeah, that game was ugly. It was bad. There wasn't a lot of bright spots in there, except for, for me. Uh, Jeff Thomas had 132 receiving yards. Um, his athleticism was fun to watch. Yeah, He was the bright spot for me. That was about it.
0: Apologize for that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no. it That game, I mean, that was supposed to be a marquee matchup. Mm-hmm. Coming into the season, that was a big deal. LSU, Miami, number eight versus twenty-five. I want to say yeah, when they absolutely.
1: came in. Yeah, my that's the other thing. Miami came to this game in the top ten. Yeah, and they did not play like a top ten
0: team. Well, I think everyone sort of expected the same defensive pop that they had last year, the same energy, effort. Like I don't know, they just look. They don't look as good. Just using no, for an sure. eye test. Like when and you that's... watch them, they aren't as fun to watch and I think that fun factor is the energy that the team has when they're on the field. I think the turnover chain is a little passive sell by date now. Right. But um I just don't I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: So I do like that pick a lot. Uh going into my first pick, I have Florida State. Yes. They're two and two. They were A P number nineteen coming into the season
1: which was surprising to me because i feel like i feel like we give florida state a ton of credit every year in both basketball and football i think sure sometimes i feel like they're overhyped okay this is definitely one of those times <laughs> I, th-
0: I think they're probably a team who because of the outstanding recruiting classes that they pull in mm-hmm. every single year people are just like yeah they're gonna be a top 20 yeah. team at least i think that's the minimum bar for Florida State but 24 to 3 loss to Virginia Tech they had five turnovers in that game DeAndre Francois looked terrible right i mean he didn't he hardly looked like a dual threat quarterback right. that we all know him to be he couldn't get out of the pocket Virginia Tech was swamping him all game and i don't know if that's just indicative of his line play or him not finding open receivers cuz if you look back on it, there were a few plays where guys are wide open, he just misses them. Yeah, or he just doesn't see them. Um, then we have a thirty to seven loss to Syracuse.
1: The highlight reel for this game is just. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's it. I mean, it's it just is kind of pathetic. They let Syracuse rack up four hundred and forty one yards on them. Ouch. Yeah,
1: that's just an ouch in general. But the fact that it's Syracuse makes right. it so much worse.
0: Well, and that Florida State definitely has better athletes. at probably every single position. Yeah, I completely the agree. There's no reason that Syracuse should bulldoze them.
1: Yeah, there's you know? no reason that anyone should be bulldozing. I mean, that's kind of a bold take, but just the fact that they do have such good athletes, I feel like they just should be better than they are. Yeah.
0: I mean, we got to remember schools like Bama still exist, so.
1: Well, right. <laughs> but and we'll definitely talk about the top 4 because they're just next level right now.
0: Oh, for sure. But Um, Still,
1: I I just had higher expectations, and I think everyone else did, too.
0: And and their only two wins are over Samford and Northern Illinois.
1: Yeah, that's...
0: And I wouldn't say either of those were, I mean, great for them. Yeah, I mean, the
1: Samford win was by 10 points.
0: Right. And Northern Illinois was a close game basically until late third quarter. Right. And then start of fourth quarter. And then they started to pull away a little, which they should have just pulled away at the beginning and kept their foot down. Yeah. Anyway, you want to hop into your second pick?
1: Yeah. So my second pick, I feel like we're going to have a little bit of a discussion about.
0: Oh, I'm interested.
1: So I picked Wisconsin. 15th overall. The question is, are they overrated or was BYU just that good? Was it a fluke? What's the situation with that? They lost 21 to 24. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the issue. Since 2004, this was BYU's second win against an AP Top 25 team. Wow. Yeah, that's a yikes. Wisconsin yeah. came in sixth overall. And the fact that they lost to an unranked BYU who has, who had one win at this point since 2004 against an AP Top 25 team, mm-hmm. and they took the L, that's just rough.
0: I just, for for me, I think this game proves a couple of things. Mm-hmm. I think it proves that Wisconsin is not a playoff team this year.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: But I also think it just proves that BYU is a good team i don't think wisconsin is a terrible team i think they're probably a top 25 team in the nation
1: yeah and i don't think that's disputable i think for sure they're a good program and they deserve to be in the top 25 right but they did not deserve to be number six
0: no (laughs) i i think they're you know more accurate i mean they're more of a 15 15 to 20 range where
1: they're at now makes a lot
0: of sense right and i i think this is just that game was seeing BYU come out and actually show us that they can compete. Yeah. And, I mean, they really did. Now, whether or not they'll hold that up for the rest of the season remains to be seen. But...
1: I just feel like BYU seemed smart, and Wisconsin seemed like they had a few mental errors.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, but and stuff like that's going to happen, but I think the mark of a really great team is having those mental errors, Mm -hmm. overcoming them, and still winning.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be how they come back from this. Right. You know, they have three wins against Western Kentucky, New Mexico, and Iowa, and I mean they're still they still have an okay record. Like they're they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. I'm just interested to see the coming weeks with Wisconsin. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, but I agree with you. I think they're a little overrated. I don't think they're the most horrendously overrated team. No, this absolutely season, but not. Yeah, because that. Sure <laughs> Speaking of
1: the most horrendously overrated team, <laughs>
0: and they the Nebraska, so that's my last pick. Right, they and weren't even ranked agree. coming into the season, and they're still overrated. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were still sorry Nebraska. They were, they were so overhyped. Yeah, there was so much energy around that school, like Scott, because they hired Scott Frost from UCF. Yeah, he was supposed to come in. Be the answer to this program and have them finally competing in the Big Ten.
1: Oh, yeah. I have a ton of family from Nebraska, and people were stoked. Right. I mean, everyone I talked to was so excited, you know, we're, we're finally going to be the program that we know we can be and that, you know, that we want to be, obviously. Right. We're Nebraska and, football.
0: And I think Nebraska fans are sitting there thinking, okay, this guy just took UCF. Mm-hmm to a bowl game and beat Auburn. Yeah. Took him to an undefeated season. Yeah. If he can do that with UCF, if he can recruit there and turn that program around, imagine what he could do with our resources, with Which our is university. completely
1: fair. And I understand that level of hype because, I mean, obviously Scott Frost is a great coach. And so being having <coughs> those reser- resources at Nebraska, I think it's fair to say, or fair to think, you know, this is going to be good.
0: Of course. But they didn't play their game against Akron. That got canceled due to lightning. Right. They played Colorado. That was their first game, I think, of the season. Mm-hmm. They lost 33-28, to 28, so one score game there. Right. Which, Colorado, okay, it's not the best team in the world, but maybe you give them the benefit of the doubt they didn't get to play that warm-up game. Sure. Whatever. But then they go and lose to Troy, 24-19. to 19.
1: No reason you should be losing to Troy. <laughs>
0: no, none. There's no... I completely agree. There's absolutely no reason they should be losing to Troy. Yeah. Then they go to Michigan.
1: And this was just bad. Yeah. Or great if you're a Michigan. fan. It, yeah, this if you're a Michigan fan, this
0: was awesome. This was a lot of fun for you that day. But fifty six to ten. Ouch. I mean and, Just and, ouch. That's all you can even, even say. I mean, just they did couldn't compete anywhere. Right. I think it was like they had I I wanna say they had eight three and outs in a row or something like that.
1: Mhm.
0: Which is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the box score, they had 93 passing yards the whole game. They had 39 rushing yards the whole game. So that totals up to 132 total yards.
1: And for scale, Jeff Thomas had 132 receiving yards total. Jeff Thomas of Miami. He had total of 132 yards by himself. And that's what Nebraska had that whole game.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and I mean that it's just a pathetic stat line, frankly. They got beat in every area. The only thing I think they did better to Michigan that game was punt the ball. And <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's really about it. And I, that's
1: really, if you're trying to compare yourself to a team, you're like, oh, well, I mean, we can punt better. So yeah. that's not where you want to be. <laughs>
0: he got plenty of reps that day, so that was good. Oh, no. Um, But, yeah, I just think, I don't know if it's Scott Frost needing time to implement his system or his mm-hmm. players or whatever the excuse is right but i mean to not even be able to field what looks like a competitive team when you're in nebraska that's not good and i, no. I can't see them because they're in the big 10 so they're gonna have a rough road
1: yeah, finishing out this
0: season even though they are on the weaker side of the big 10 yeah so they don't have ohio state michigan state and michigan in their division sure uh and penn state but I can't see Nebraska pulling out of this hole.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's It feels like they are in too deep. And it feels like fans are defeated. They're a joke on Twitter right now. Oh, yeah. Because this is just, it's embarrassing. And I honestly, I want them to rally just because I feel so terrible <laughs> for everyone involved. And I just want it to get better so it's not this embarrassing.
0: Well, I, I just think it's sad to see one of our one of the most historical programs in college football yeah be so just abysmal yeah the same way like michigan was a few years ago under rich rodriguez and brady hoke mm-hmm. i mean it's one of the most historical programs in all of college football and they look terrible yeah um moving on from that we're gonna switch to the brighter side of things
1: yes finally some optimism
0: <laughs> <laughs> had to do teams that surpassed all their fans expectations coming into the season um and talk about them i'll have you kick it off with your first pick for that
1: okay my first one which I know you're excited about
0: for sure Michigan of course
1: ranked 14th overall they're three and one in the season Mm -hmm. Uh, wins against WMU SMU and obviously Nebraska which we just talked about Uh, their strength of schedule ranking is 15 so to put that into perspective UCF is actually ranked above Michigan at 13 in the AP polls but their strength of schedule is 120th yeah so that's rough
0: I, I think that'll all change it as soon as michigan starts winning some more games and yeah you know gets out of this slump a little bit well, well
1: in, in michigan in the beginning of the season was very interesting There there's uh, lots of hype coming in sure. um then they lost to a in my opinion a very solid notre dame team a potential playoff notre dame team um fans kind of lost their minds <laughs> And a lot of people were calling for Harbaugh's head, which makes me sad because not only do I think he's a good coach, to me, he seems like a good dude. I want him to be successful. I understand why people are annoyed. But I just, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I, I think that loss and that that reaction from all the Michigan fans, I think that was more an accumulation of everything that's happened in his career. Because Notre Dame is one of Michigan's biggest rivals. Mm -hmm. Maybe outside of Ohio State, probably their second biggest rival in college football. Um,
1: And I think a lot of fans also just reacted out of uh, like anger and annoyance at how the game went. Sure. And so then people are just, you know, pissed off and say, we want to change. So I do. I do understand that reaction. Yeah. However, I don't think it was necessarily justified in this specific case. I think if you give him to the rest of the season and things aren't panning out the way that you want them to. Maybe then revisit, but even then I like him too much. <laughs> right.
0: So coming, I can't remember what their ranking was coming into the season. Um, but it was either 13th or 14th. Yeah, so you, I want
1: to say it was 14th. So you're yeah, saying
0: underrated. So that means you think Michigan is a top 10 potentially playoff team.
1: I think that they can get there.
0: But will they? Do you, th- do you think that the Michigan Wolverines this season can actually get into the playoff
1: probably not but I think that ah gosh I don't know I think that probably not this season because that's a safe thing to say sure do I want to see them there absolutely and I think that they have the ability to get there with their coaching with their athletes I think they could I'm not sure if they will
0: say they win out Mm mm-hmm If they went out, they beat Michigan State, they beat Penn State, Mm -hmm. they beat Ohio State.
1: Well, then this is a whole other conversation that we'll be having in several weeks. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully, we are having that conversation. I think that'd be super interesting to see Michigan in that position, see if they can sneak into the playoff. um, Yeah, this
1: is why the beginning of the season is so much fun. Right. Because nobody knows anything, really. (laughs) Oh,
0: for sure. I mean, it's all speculation. Yeah. We're functioning off spring ball. And what we've seen in practice over the summer, right? And you really like that's why it's so much fun to go back. It's been four weeks, go back, mm-hmm. look over it, look at where these teams are now, and really go. Okay, maybe we were a little too high on that right. team coming into the season. Um, but yeah, I like that. I I don't know if there'll be a top ten team this season, mm-hmm. so I don't. I don't know if I can fully side with you on them being underrated, but.
1: I just I don't know I like how the team looks. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna stick to it.
0: It's that defense, that killer defense they got. Yeah.
1: And that was honestly what had the most hype
0: in oh, the yeah. off season. That which... was probably the most hyped defense this entire off season. Yeah, out of any sure. college football team. For sure. Um, we'll move into my first pick then. Mm-hmm. I have Kentucky. All right. Um, they're four and right now and first in the SEC East.
1: This is. Shocking
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's shocking to a lot more people yeah. than you. Um but they beat Florida mm-hmm. for the first time in an actual eternity. I mean I mean really and truly. Since the dawn of time. Right. Since the dawn of time, uh they had never beaten Florida, but they finally did that. Uh they're number seventeen as of week four. Mm-hmm. Uh they have wins over central Michigan, which is really nothing to shout at. Uh Florida, as I said murray state they beat 48 to 10 and then mississippi state which was a big game for me when i was coming up with this list they beat 28 to 7 yeah and i'm not saying mississippi state's like alabama but they're still a a solid team team. right and and to beat them handily 28 to 7 they're eighth in rushing yards in the nation yeah they are... That's very surprising. Oh, yeah. And that's
1: impressive. I mean, that's an impressive number.
0: Right. Their 14th and third down conversions, which I thought was an in- interesting stat. Yeah. Um, but they're converting 52% of their wow. third downs right now. So, so this is
1: clearly a team that's going to take any opportunity they can get, which I always like to see.
0: Right. And, and their strength of record, according to Seth Walder of ESPN – Uh, and he does analytic work for college football at ESPN, their strength of record is number five, That's according to him. Wow. So uh, clearly they placed a lot of weight on that Mississippi State game, a lot of weight on that Florida game.
1: And I feel like I haven't heard anything about Kentucky, hardly at all. Right. And from what we're saying from looking at – you know, looking at highlights and watching these games, I think I agree with you on this pick. I definitely think they're underrated.
0: Well, I think unless you're in Lexington mm-hmm. or around that area. Yeah. Or, I, you know, we'll expand it a little. Unless you're really following the SEC. Right. I think they are probably one of the quietest moving teams because there's so much hype around other schools right sure. now in the SEC. And there's so much well, hype yeah, around other SEC. schools. the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hard to ignore schools like, I hate to bring it up again, but Alabama. Yeah. Even, I mean, if
1: you're talking college football, you have to bring them up. You can't just ignore Alabama.
0: Right. Even, I mean, even Mizzou was getting a ton of attention before the season started because of Drew Locke. Yeah. Everyone's saying that he's going to be the best quarterback in this upcoming draft class and that he could be a first-round pick, stuff like that. And I think all that detracted a little bit of attention away from Kentucky. Yeah. And they've just quietly snuck in. Yeah. You know. But in Lexington, they're flipping cars and breaking <laughs> shit. And <laughs>
1: oh, Yay, Kentucky. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> not good for them.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm just, we'll, we'll sidebar for a second. I I was watching the videos of them riding after they beat Florida.
1: But why, this is what bothers me about college sports. Okay. Why do you riot? Why do you have to flip cars? Why do you have to be this way? Well,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I can't explain any of that for sure
1: if you want to go drink with your friends that's fine have a good time
0: the thing i i saw though from it that i liked All right. was there's one video that was circulating everywhere mm-hmm. this, i think it was a white sedan getting flipped and people are jumping on it and stuff like that they found the kid whose car it was and this car dealership in lexington donated him a free oh car oh my god <laughs> in that's honor how
1: happy people are right
0: in honor of the florida win they said you know what don't just worry about it. the insurance claim. <laughs> Don't fine. worry about any you of this. You just take this just car. have a car. And, and I liked it. I thought it was a really cool move. I mean, it was some great PR on their part. But, oh, absolutely. But yeah, it was just, I, I thought it was hilarious.
1: That's like the Kentucky team. That's capitalizing on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, We'll move on from that. Your second pick.
1: This is the one I'm most excited about. Excited uh-huh. about. Uh, Texas A&M.
0: Interesting. I think.
1: Potentially one of the most underrated football teams for sure this year. And I I just feel like they have so much more to offer than what anyone's giving them credit for uh, because they are two and two. Um, but their strength of schedule ranking is number one.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, when you play Clemson and Alabama right. in the first four weeks, yeah, that's going to be
1: So this is high. what... Yeah. So they have two losses to both Clemson and Alabama. And... Here's another thing that here's something that bothered me about this. So they lost to Clemson, and that game was fun to watch. They lost twenty six to twenty eight. Um, but then I saw people were upset because Jimbo Fisher lost to Clemson last year. So people were saying, you know, he oh he should have known what that team's bringing. Like he should have been able to beat this Clemson team. Mm-hmm. But either way, like, and I I do kind of understand that mindset. But this is also his first year as head coach at A and M. Sure. He, I, I want to give him more time to see how he can make this roster gel, and yeah. to see what he can do there because I have high hopes. Uh, they, I think you and
0: every Texas A&M fan in the entire country, right. considering yeah. what they're paying him, seventy-five million dollars. Oh it's crazy. It's That's crazy. nuts. That's ridiculous money.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but they demolished Northwestern State, fifty-nine to seven. Beat UL Monroe, forty-eight to ten. Um, mm-hmm. A guy who I have my eye on is Kendrick Rogers Jr., 120 receiving yards versus Clemson, led receivers on both teams with seven catches, two touchdowns. And if you have not seen the highlight from that Clemson game that I'm talking about, please go watch this because he makes already a great catch and he gets tackled and he falls over and he bends in a way that no human should ever bend. Oh, God. And he gets up and starts running again. Like, did not... Like, he looked like a rubber band.
0: Oh, I know exactly which play you're talking about. Is that... Yeah. No, I do. That looked so... I thought he got hurt.
1: Me too. You hear every single person in that stadium simultaneously, like, going quiet, but also freaking out because what the hell just happened? (laughs) And it's like, was that adrenaline? Like, is he actually injured? No, like, he's just that good.
0: Yeah, that was... nobody nobody should bend that way no that was i don't know how he scored (laughs) that coming from someone
1: who does yoga and who is not the most flexible person in the world oh okay
0: wow yeah i do yeah good for you
1: (laughs) but i'm not the most flexible person in the world and seeing that just made me hurt
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. taking yoga classes definitely qualifies you to you know what comment on someone's flexibility
1: i'm just saying I know everything right? and everyone should listen to me all the time. Sure. Because I'm an expert.
0: Wow. Very humble.
1: Yeah. That's the other thing is I actually won an award for the most humble person on campus.
0: Super modest. I can really tell that you just don't like to talk about yourself.
1: No, almost never. That's the crazy thing about me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) No, that's an interesting pick for sure. Uh, I, lo- I like texas a&m i like jimbo fisher i i'm interested to see what he's gonna do over the next couple of years there mm-hmm. um but he's gonna have to within the next couple of years because it is the sec yeah no i agree and texas he A&M's, has to produce soon right he has to produce and, and texas a&m is every resource in the world to do that right so
1: and I, they have one of the most intense fan bases in the world oh so yeah you know if he doesn't produce 12th man people are gonna lose their
0: minds oh for sure it, yeah. I mean, if they weren't paying him anything, people would probably be less apt to lose their mind. But, yeah, again, I'd circulate back to that contract. I think that's where all the pressure is coming from. Yeah. Fair um, enough.
1: So now your pick.
0: My pick. Yeah. So I have LSU. Okay. I'm a big Coach O fan.
1: I think this is a very fair pick to have.
0: Yeah. I, I, li- I just like Coach O a lot. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I really think he rallies that locker room. I think the guys love him because – He might be one of the most hype coaches that I've seen in a while. I mean, really and truly listening to his interviews, his sideline interviews, or my favorite is, uh, it's not from this season, but from last season, the rain interview, again, when they were playing Tennessee. And he just is shouting into the microphone (laughs) nonsense words. And it is just, (laughs) it is perfect. But talking about the actual team, Mm -hmm. they came in the season ranked 25th. Yeah. I LSU was a coin flip for me cuz they had a grad transfer QB. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was going to fit in right away, if he was going to be good or be able to produce immediately. And they've just sort of taken the ball and run. Yeah. I mean, they look good. literally. <laughs> I'm mean, literally taking the ball and run. Uh wins over Miami Very 33 impressive. to 17. Uh, they dominated that game.
1: Yeah. I mean, like we were end. just talking about, it wasn't pretty.
0: No, it and, wasn't pretty for And Miami, I don't but, know if
1: that's Miami looking bad or LSU making Miami look bad. But either way, LSU came out of that looking like a very competitive team.
0: They looked clinical. Yeah. Everything they did was executed perfectly. Um, I mean, obviously, there were some errors throughout the game, but really and truly, they looked pretty phenomenal. Um, and then beat Southeast Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Really, nothing. I mean, they shut them out. Yeah, thirty-one to zero. So that was pretty cool. The big win is that win over Auburn.
1: Yeah, love that.
0: A lot of controversy. I understand with the flags at the end of the game sure. and pass interferences that should have been shouldn't have been. Whatever. They capitalized on their opportunities.
1: Yeah, and if we're talking about an underrated team, I love that win over Auburn. Sure. Because that's that's just a good game. Like mm-hmm. we we're just talking about the best part of college football right now is the just how competitive everything is and that was a competitive game
0: oh absolutely i mean they they really just both teams showed up yeah they lsu fought the entire time like you could tell that that was a win they really needed to catapult them right and now they're what number six in the polls
1: something like that yeah Yeah.
0: and so yeah i think they're very good i think a couple more big wins like that maybe a win over bama this year Mm-hmm. I think we could see them in the playoff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, um, that's another team that's going to be so interesting to see how they progress through the rest of the season. Sure. Because I feel like, especially this week, there's a lot that's going to be riding on how they perform in the next few weeks.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it, it's just one of those things. I mean, yeah, take it on a week-by-week basis, mm-hmm. but I do think LSU is their top-10 team at least. Yeah. For sure. With that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hop into our worst team in each conference. Um, and then Going we'll... back
1: to that cynical side of this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, ba-
0: back to the cynical side of things. <laughs> Where um, we're
1: just going to be sad for a little while.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. We're going to talk about teams who really just have dropped the ball this season. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> that was good.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, and then we'll hop into some segments, and then we'll do some NFL and MLB talk. Yeah. We'll be back. All right, and we are back. We are going to hop right into the worst team in each conference. We'll start it out in the SEC, Arkansas.
1: Absolutely. So Arkansas, it's not – yeah, it's just – it's bad because <laughs> the SEC is so good. And Arkansas has had pretty terrible losses to not really great competition, except for Auburn. I mean, Auburn's a great team. Sure, um, They lost 34-3 to in that game uh they lost to north texas 44
0: 17 oh my goodness
1: yeah ouch they lost to csu 34 27 i feel like this was a pretty easy call
0: right yeah that wasn't one we had to think about for sure. too much um then we have ruckers in the big 10 when you and i were looking at their stats 121st in passing yards 100th in rushing yards 129th oh, just no. so we have a little perspective this is out of 130 teams yeah these rankings are 129th yeah. <laughs> in points for, and then they're tied for 118th at points against. Oh man! With 39 a game,
1: Rutgers allowing
0: allowing Rutgers 39 honey. points a game. I mean, wow! They let Kansas hang 55 on them.
1: Yeah, who's our pick for the worst in the Big 12?
0: You want to hop into that one?
1: Well, there's not a whole lot to say there, other than I'm very sad. <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. a big Kansas fan, this has been rough. Yeah, I Th- mean Kansas versus Rutgers was essentially the toilet
0: bowl. Sure, it was. I mean, really, you're talking about doormats of two yeah. conferences, so of
1: two big conferences, right? And both just so rough.
0: Oh yeah, um, going to the ACC quickly. It's Louisville for sure. I think this is the worst offense they've had in a while.
1: Yeah, this is rough.
0: Um, 115th in passing yards. And then the big one for me is points four. I think this just shows how, you know, terrible their offense is. Oh, yeah. They're tied for 125th. Oh, yikes. A- a- 17 points a game. I mean, if they had, were putting out a phenomenal, phenomenal defense, fine. But they're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, they're clearly. And then we have UCLA in the Pac-12.
1: Yeah, it's just rough everywhere. Passing yards 102nd. Oh God. Rushing yards 104th. Points for 123rd. Points against tied for 115th. This is not great. (laughs) No, no, I'm. It's not going well for UCLA.
0: They they look. I mean Chip Kelly, he's really struggling over there right now. Yeah. And I think it could change with time. He's a good enough recruiter. He proved at Oregon that he can win in college football. Absolutely. Um, but as of now they just they're the doormat of probably the weakest power five conference yes and ucla in a conference that contains teams like oregon state and washington state Mm -hmm. should probably not be the doormat yeah but
1: that's a yikes
0: uh
1: so the top four yeah um are we surprised no of course not it's not shocking no uh alabama georgia clemson ohio state um All outstanding teams. Uh, Very excited to see where these go. I love how Clemson looks. I think that, for me, they are the most exciting team to watch right now.
0: Interesting. I just... Looking at the top four, and I don't want to take too long in this because th- there's really not a whole lot to discuss.
1: Right. It's like you can't even talk about this because right. it's like, okay, sure, you got those, move on. Because that's just how it is. And right. it's pretty much decided at the beginning of the season. Sure. This felt very decided of these are going to be your top four teams. Right.
0: And, and as of now, I think Alabama's cl- the clear best team in the top
1: four. And I, Yeah, I completely agree with that.
0: Tua, Tua time at Alabama. I mean, he yeah. just – He's phenomenal. Yeah. And and I I just, they're crushing everyone. Nobody really looks like they can stop them. It's going to take some big blunders on their end to like piss away a chance at being in the playoff.
1: Oh, I think there's 0% chance. They're (laughs) not in the playoffs. Oh
0: yeah. Moving away from college football for a little bit. Yep. We're going to hop into the MLB. So excited. Um, I'm going to start. So I'm going to do a cringeworthy stat. Hmm. We're going to do this weekly. Yes. And then Emma because will have her cringeworthy injury. Um, these are just stories that we found or statistics that we found that are sort of shocking. Is yeah. that the right word? Yeah. Surprising? I
1: mean, yeah, they're all just very odd. And especially for baseball right now, mm-hmm. I feel like baseball is always just the weirdest sport right like it's so <laughs> it's just bizarre people love hate baseball and I get it I just happen to love it because it's so odd <laughs> and oh man it's just it's so weird and it's my favorite thing in the world
0: right so so we'll hop into my stat real quick for sure Mets pitcher mm-hmm. Jacob deGrom Cy Young contender probably the favorite <laughs> yeah. for the award
1: yeah he pretty much has this unlock, which is what makes the stat the cringiest thing ever
0: sure to to say the least, he hasn't gotten a lot of run support mm-hmm. this season. As a starter, he's ten and nine in thirty one starts. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like the most phenomenal record, but No,
1: that sounds like a very average MLB pitcher, even somebody who's like, Yeah, you're you're okay. Sure. That doesn't sound like a Cy Young contender. Record. Right. And it's, it's just because the Mets are so bad.
0: Right. And to say the least, like I said, he hasn't had a whole lot to work with. Yeah. And so the statistic that we had and that we found was, if the Mets had scored just two runs oh, no. in each one of his games, just two, yeah, right, he would be twenty and six.
1: Oh no, oh. Mets. In
0: each in each one of his starts, if they had scored just two runs, if they had scored three runs in each one of his starts, he'd be twenty-one and five. Oh no. If they had scored four. Just four runs, really not the most unreasonable thing in the world. No, that's a quality start. He would be 30-0. Oh, my
1: gosh. So this just shows you how exceptional Jacob deGrom has been this season and how abysmal the Mets have been.
0: Oh, yeah. that's
1: just so sad. It is. If you have this pitcher on the mound and you cannot score four runs to get him a win. If you cannot score two runs to get him a win. Can
0: you imagine the flip? Like the different perspective, we'd be looking at the Mets' season. F- oh my god! From right now, yeah, it's a if whole they, different ballgame. If game, he was thirty literally. and 0 as a starter, yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. And, and obviously, you're not going to score, you know, four runs every single game. You're going to have off games or whatever. Yeah. But to not score two, yeah, and have him be twenty and six, that's just, I mean, it's just pathetic. Yeah. But with that oh, being so said, sad. you have an injury story for us. All right. So. so
1: one of the reasons people love, hate the MLB is because of the injuries.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. That's the first thing I think of when I think MLB.
1: Right. So, <laughs> so I'm not sure if this is because the season is so long and baseball players have more opportunities to be stupid. Mm-hmm. But it feels like all of these injuries are dumb. Right. It just does. Um, I just, week one, just a few weeks ago, Sean Kelly was washing the dishes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He had a mishap. That's how they're talking about a it mishap is a mishap. Uh-huh. He's cleaning a knife, right? Right. And as one does. Sure. He almost cuts off the tip of his thumb. He is out. So he's washing the dishes
0: and he was just, he was just cleaning a knife. Mm-hmm. Wow. And
1: just literally sliced his thumb almost off, had to go to the hospital. And now he's done.
0: How long is he going to sure be out for this? he's a pitcher too. Is he going to be out for the rest of the season because he's
1: going to be out for a good amount of time. Was this
0: on his throwing hand?
1: I think so i mean this is not great i mean i have i literally have so many crazy stories about just like baseball like i played softball for a very long time Mm -hmm. and um i mean i have stupid injury stories i sure oh my gosh i can't believe i'm gonna tell this story i was once in softball practice standing on second base i was running the bases Mm -hmm. i was standing on it it had just rained and I'm also not super <laughs> coordinated. Okay. I was a pitcher. Good right? start. So I like was I was a good pitcher, like that was fine. But everywhere else it was a little bit rough. Mm-hmm. And so I'm running the bases, standing on second base, and slipped off and twisted my ankle. <laughs> and I couldn't practice for the rest of the practice. You and just slipped. I just slipped off the base. Oh my goodness. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's all of us. It's not just the MLB. It's all of us. In oh, this I've d i have I
0: mean I've definitely hurt myself like cooking dinner before i've definitely cut my hand like with a kitchen knife but i don't think i've actually cut myself washing i've never actually gotten close to slicing the tip of my thumb off yeah that's poor sean kelly yeah poor guy
1: i really hope (laughs) i really hope he's okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) um with that being said we're gonna talk quickly about the nfl Mm -hmm. i just feel like we have to cover this story yeah because
1: the Super Bowl stats just came out, uh, or the odds. The uh-huh. odds just came out. The Patriots are in free fall.
0: Yeah. I... Here's the issue I have with this. Mm-hmm. Everyone's freaking out, saying Patriots are dead, Patriots are dead. Right. It's over. Dynasty's done. They look terrible. This is the same I... as
1: everyone saying the uh, KU basketball is going to lose their streak in the Big 12. Sure. Every single year people say this. Every single year Bill Self finds a way. Sure. Knock on wood.
0: Not on wood um I, here's the issue i have with it mm-hmm. i can't count them out until they're actually out until they're seven and nine and out of the playoffs yeah and not competing because i frankly this team could go nine and seven make a wild card and i could still see them making a run at the championship Yeah, for
1: sure i think the patriots will not be dead until bill belichick and tom brady are dead those two i'm just saying. maybe
0: not even dead just retired but no
1: until they're in the ground
0: oh okay i need to see the
1: tombstone and then i'm like okay the patriots are done
0: yeah then they'll be done (laughs) all right no seriously, that's the parameters for the patriots those guys being dead
1: are so good at what they do Mm -hmm. i just think i don't know i'm i'm never gonna be the person who's like oh yeah the patriots are done because i think that that is
0: it's such an overreaction yeah it is it's too early in the season i know they're not doing anything exceptionally well and frankly they're at the bottom of the league in most categories Mm -hmm. but uh, like i said i can't
1: yeah we have to wait it out we We have have to to. wait
0: it out until they're out of the playoffs yeah then we can say maybe they're dead and i
1: feel like the people who are saying the patriots are dead right now that's going to be the coldest take of the year (laughs) (laughs) i just i'm yeah you just have to wait
0: um moving on
1: also in the news
0: yep also in the news we're gonna do some mlb talk Yes. I know you're really excited.
1: Oh, yeah. Mookie Betts is one of my favorite players right now. I think he's one of the most exciting to watch. He's killing it. Uh, He just joined the 30 for 30 club. uh, So he has 30 home runs and 30 steals in one season, which is insane. I mean, um, Jose Ramirez also did that this season, and um, he's another guy who's great and super fun to watch. But they're the only two since 2012 to have done this. Oh, wow. Mike Trout was the last guy to do it in 2012. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. This is a to me this is one of the coolest stats because mm-hmm. it's you have to have so much power to have 30 home runs. You have to have so much speed to have 30 steals. I mean, this is I Yeah, it's an insane this.
0: statistic. Yeah. Frankly. Um have Yeah, not that been I mean that, that many that's people. that's super impressive being in any company with Mike Trout on things. Oh yeah. And I mean best player in the league.
1: Yeah. They're, you can assert uh, that now. Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah. Mike Sorry, Bryce Harper player. fans. Yeah. Who I also want to talk about Bryce Harper. Is he leaving? His Instagram post was... There were nine pictures okay. or so, and it was him, like, waving goodbye to a stadium. And to me, it looks like he's leaving. I'm just going to say that, and we don't have to talk about it anymore. But it's I speculation. Just, it's speculation. We'll keep
0: you guys updated, but... Yeah. I'm, I mean, I... I'd be interested. Where do you think he'd go real quick if I he think, left anywhere?
1: Um, I think he's a big Yankees guy for me. Mm-hmm. He seems like he would fit in very well with that.
0: You know team. where I could see him going? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are going to hate this. Where? The Cubs.
1: Um, oh, that would just make me so sad.
0: I, I legitimately I like the Cubs. could see it.
1: I know. I like the Cubs. I just don't want to see Bryce Harper there.
0: I, I could just see him and Chris Bryan on the same team.
1: I could see, oh, well, 100%. I feel like that would be a huge factor.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see where that goes over the next few weeks and if there's any more information on that coming out. Yeah, But let's talk about playoffs.
1: Yes. So according to CBS Sports, if the season ended today, this is what our playoff would look like. AL wildcard game would be A's at Yankees. ALDS would be that winner versus the Red Sox. And then the other one would be Indians at Astros. I love this for the American League. Mm-hmm. I think these are the best teams, obviously. Um, I think the Astros and the Red Sox are two of the best teams in the like entire league. The, I think they're the best two teams in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. And I think an ALCS against those two would be
0: so much fun to watch. So your playoff predictions?
1: My playoff predictions, um, I'm biased, but I think the Red Sox are going to go to the World Series. Yeah for sure
0: yeah not I, for sure i mean i think they have a really good team i think they
1: and what they're doing right now with mookie Betts, with these well, I play, just th- with jd martinez it's their with talent players. Level. yeah it's just insane yeah it's next level
0: i also i mean i could see the yankees making a run
1: uh yes they are loaded don't up want to
0: <laughs> <laughs> if their bats get going no i agree no stopping them they
1: have so many good players on that team mm-hmm. it's up and down their lineup they they're great as well um I I could see them making a run, too. Completely agree.
0: What about the Astros? Do you think they're in contention again?
1: Yes, I do. I think that this is another team who people haven't talked about a ton this year, Mm -hmm. but I love Jose Altuve. I love the players on their team. I think that they could potentially go there again. Maybe repeat. Maybe repeat.
0: We'll see. Love to see that. We'll see. Speaking of the Astros, I had a story I wanted to share. Yeah. I know. We briefly talked about this. Just, yeah,
1: it's gone viral.
0: Yeah, it it is everywhere on Twitter. Um, I don't know if any of you listening saw this video, um, but the story basically goes like this. Uh, this week, there was a young girl, just an eight-year-old girl uh, mm-hmm. from the story that I saw. She was at an Astros game, cheering the team on, you know, yelling really loud. She, um, From what I saw, she was like doing the swing bada bada chant yeah. constantly and, you know... Just really enjoying the atmosphere and having a good time. And some guy turned around just and yelled at her, basically. Yeah. Like yelled at her, told her enough, stop. Yeah. Whatever.
1: I don't think it lasted very long. I think it was a one word thing. I think he just turned around and said enough. Yeah. And was just annoyed. Sure. So it wasn't like he was berating an eight year old, but still it's not okay.
0: But still. So apparently this girl has a condition called... DMDD, mm-hmm. which if I'm correct, is this disruptive mood dysregulation disorder.
1: Yeah. So DMDD is interesting because this is a pretty recent diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, it is basically, it's hard to diagnose because it's kids. So people, one of the main symptoms is having severe frequent temper tantrums. Um, and rather, um, it's going to be kids who are having.
0: We're back. Sorry about the audio cut out there. Not we're sure professionals. exactly what happened. We yeah. are professionals. Clearly. Um, <laughs> this is not our first day. Right. Um, <laughs> but you were saying new diagnosis.
1: Right. So this is pretty much kids who are having um, these temper tantrums pretty much every day. They're irritable, upset, moody. Um, a lot of kids previously were diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, and then they've sort of realized this is a thing as well. Um, but one of the biggest symptoms of this is just having a bigger reaction than expected in any capacity so mm. this is why it was uh, previously thought of as just bipolar disorder because these kids were you know super excited at things really high highs really low lows sure that's why this video is so heartbreaking
0: right i also read like it means part of this disorder is that it means she can can't comprehend things or she only comprehends emotions to the level that a toddler can yeah
1: pretty much or
0: something like that mm-hmm. so she doesn't really understand like what's happening social cues and some social cues and things of that nature um, immediately on the video, you can just sort of see her,
1: you see her face literally just, just like drain. crumpled. It's so sad. Yeah. And, and and you hear this other little girl in the background who's going like, Chloe, like swing batter, batter, like trying to get, get her, her back, hyped up again. Yeah. And she literally just looks at her. She's like shaking her head. She's like, no, she doesn't want to. Yeah. Because yeah. she's upset.
0: Sure. And she, does, it, it didn't look like she knows how to process it. Right. Here, here's the point I want to make. Mm-hmm. Disorder aside. And this girl's condition, I feel for her. And that's heartbreaking that that's going on. But disorder aside, if you go to a baseball game or a game in general, I don't care if it's hockey, football, baseball, basketball, or golf. Right. People are going to cheer. Yeah. It's going to happen. You're in a public space and people express their fandom, if you will, in different ways and in different capacities. So how much of an asshole... (laughs) frankly <laughs> yeah how much of an asshole do you have to be to yell at a kid yeah i don't care how long or short the altercation went on or the incident went on no with him for turning sure. around but to yell at a kid who's cheering at a baseball game yeah for their team and because they're excited to be there and this right. is supposed to be a fun and engaging thing for them to do
1: right and like i understand being an adult in this situation and just wanting to watch your team and being annoyed like i've been in a ballpark and had uh, the most recent was there was a guy sitting next to me who was whistling the whole time. Sure. And like, sure that's annoying. But did I look at him and tell him to shut it? No. I I was at a ballpark. I knew that was coming. But like it, it
0: comes with the territory. Yeah. That, if exactly, you don't want to listen to people cheer, if you don't want to listen to people whistle or whatever, yeah, then stay home. At home.
1: And that's why I didn't say anything right, because yeah. I have no right to because right. that's not my yeah.
0: Stay home. Watch the game on TV don't be an ass and tell a little kid enough because her cheering for her team bothers you.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that's upsetting is that this is a little girl Mm -hmm. and I know this is going to sound weird, but there's not a ton of little girls who are super interested in the MLB. And so when there is, I always love to see it cultivated and you know, I want to see see
0: it celebrated and encouraged. Exactly. You want to
1: see these little girls who are getting excited about the sport. And when they're discouraged like this, she's not going to want to go back.
0: Sure, of course not. I mean, why would... I mean...
1: I wouldn't. If I, I'm embarrassed like that in a public place at a game, right. I'm 19. I wouldn't want to go back.
0: I, I'm I'm hoping this doesn't discourage her. Yeah. Um, bright well, side think, of the story.
1: Yeah, based on what happened, hopefully yeah. it doesn't.
0: Lance McCullers Jr., uh, pitcher for the Astros. Love him. Reached out on Twitter. Um He basically defended her saying, Chloe, I want you to keep cheering. I want you to keep coming to games. Don't let anybody ever tell you anything like that you can't, blah, blah, blah. And said he'd love to offer tickets to game one of the ALDS.
1: That makes me so happy.
0: Really great move by him. Yeah. Um, So
1: classy. Such good PR. Right.
0: Great move by the Astros organization to make this happen. Yeah. Uh, She's going to meet up with him before the game. Get to meet him. I don't know what all that is going to entail. Yeah. But.
1: I'm sure autograph, pictures, jersey. Sure. That kind of stuff. But a
0: happy ending to. What otherwise was a negative story and a negative experience. So
1: this is and this is also one of the reasons I love baseball. Right. I feel like, you know, in every sport you have super classy people. But this is like, you know, Anthony Rizzo uh, going to children's hospitals all the time and this stuff. I feel like I see this a lot in baseball and it just makes me so happy.
0: Right. Like I said, class act. For sure. I'm really happy that this happened. So um, good things all around and a happy ending to an otherwise, like I said, negative story. Um, do you want to close us out with on this date?
1: Yeah. So on this date, like three days ago, it's fine. In 2016, um, Jose Fernandez had just recently tragically passed away in that Mm -hmm. boating accident. Uh, D Gordon, if you don't know who D Gordon is, he is not a power hitter. He is a small skinny guy, super fast, whatever. He came to the plate in his first at bat following this passing, took the first pitch as a salute and then hit a home run to deep right field, his first and only home run of the season. Wow, yeah, yeah, if you really haven't watched the video, please go watch it.
0: really cool moment, yeah, um, that. and that was the twenty sixth so not exactly mm-hmm. this date yeah but but it's close enough close enough, enough. <laughs> um I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. yes,
1: thank you for listening, yeah, please continue to listen
0: We appreciate it. I hope you'll come back for more episodes in the future uh, as we begin to work out our schedule, you can f- Yep. Follow us on social media, uh, easy sports pod on Twitter. We'll have all sorts of updates and just commentary on any sports that we're watching that day. Yeah. Or whatever it is that we see and we want to talk about. Um, so like I said, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you guys next time.